0: Emily, I hate buyer-broker agreements. I wish we could just do away with them.
1: Well, I I love buyer-broker agreements, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not about capturing a client to force them to work with you. It's about protecting your commission. I mean, nobody wants to work for free. I think a lot of people think that it's meant to secure the buyer as your client. That's not what it's for. I like to start by always setting up a buyer consultation.
0: Okay, because this is one of the things like... I've heard all these various objections to buy a broker agreement. I don't really hate buy a broker agreements. I love them, but I just wanted to set her up and see how she <laughs> would react. Because there are all these objections, and that's certainly one of them is like the timing, like When do I do this? I don't have a good feeling of when am I supposed to do it? When I first meet them or later, or, 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 so how do you handle that?
1: When I first get a buyer that reaches out to me that says they're ready to start looking at houses, before we said schedule anything, I always, always, always set up a, a initial buyer consultation meeting. I've gotten it down to like right at 45 minutes to an hour. So I prep the client and I say, before we go look at houses, I'd like for us to interview each other, get to know each other, so I can figure out what kind of house you're looking for. Um, You can kind of understand how I work and I can explain the process going forward and then we'll jump into looking at houses.
0: So you do it just that first time you meet with them, no matter what, that's okay. I think that's a perfect idea, right? That's right up front, you're setting those expectations.
1: It's so important that it needs to be addressed right up front.
0: I agree with you. 100% 100% agree with you. But what about this? Because this is kind of brings in that next objection of somebody's just sitting down with you like, okay, I'm interested to in look for a house or maybe I've even found one house I want to go look at. Like this common objection of buyers don't want to enter into a contract with an agent right up front. They're not ready for that. They don't want to do that. And so I'm, I'm scared about presenting it because... They're gonna they're gonna reject it. They don't want to do it. So what's what's your experience there?
1: Well, quite frankly, I've never had a buyer reject a buyer broker agreement ever in ten years. And you probably estate. presented
0: like two or three of these things. Uh,
1: every with every client, <laughs> <laughs> with literally with every client. Let's say for instance, someone calls me and they already have a house that they want to look at. That happens a lot. People are looking at houses, and then they find one that they like, and then they contact their realtor. Right. I will give you one freebie. I will bring the buyer broker agreement with me as well as the. Um, buyer informational packet. We'll take a look at the house. And while we're standing in the driveway at the end of the showing, that's when I'll just do my buyer consultation meeting. Uh, We'll just do it right there at the house. And because I've done it so many times, I've practiced it in the mirror. No kidding. Um, (laughs) I've practiced it with my husband, with my mom, with clients. I've done it so many times that I could literally do it with my eyes closed. So
0: I feel like you've really actually answered this next objection because you know the next thing is that it's just kind of awkward to discuss. Like having this well, now I have to sit down, I have to talk about my compensation. And it's just like, this is a very awkward conversation, but I think you just answered it by, (laughs) you've got a script basically, you've got a plan, you've got a whole presentation that's not just a buyer broker agreement, but it's all about your value.
1: Yes, well, and and the buyer consultation meeting, that's where you present why you should work with me, why, why it's valuable to use a realtor. And I go over everything. I think buyers really want that transparency, they appreciate um, honesty. And one thing that realtors have a really hard time discussing with clients is money but I think it's always awkward.
0: I mean, having that conversation, like even as a lawyer, if I got to tell somebody, I'm always scared. They're going to be like, oh, that's too much. Or, you know, it doesn't need to be,
1: it doesn't need to be awkward. Even if you're new, even if you're a new agent, you just fake it till you make it. If you just come in with confidence, they're going to follow your lead because you are the professional. I start right in by saying, you may not care about how I get paid, but I think you need to know. And I think transparency is important. And I charge my clients. X percent. Whatever that fee is, it can be whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Um, I charge my clients X percent. And I explain how when sellers list their house with a listing agent, they are signing a listing agreement to to pay Y percent and that agent typically will will offer commission compensation in the MLS. Mm -hmm. Whatever is offered in the MLS, you get a credit for. In most cases, you are not going to have to pay my full commission because a a seller is going to be covering that full X percent. On some occasions, they may only be willing to cover Y percent or Y point Z percent. And in that case, you would be responsible for paying the difference. Does that sound fair to you? And I have never had a buyer say no. Never had someone say no. That doesn't sound fair.
0: A decade of this and you've never had somebody say no. Have you had buyers that have actually had to then pay that difference? Because then at least, I guess this goes to sort of that last objection too that I've heard is like, listen, I'm never going to sue a a buyer. never going to do it. So what's the point? Why would I bother even entering into this agreement if I'm never actually going to try to enforce it? And that sort of plays into that a little bit, but it sounds to me it's more just about setting those expectations. We talked about this up front. I'm not asking you to do anything you didn't already agree to do.
1: In our initial consultation, I will say, this is my fee. Um, There's a possibility that you might have to pay a a little bit of the difference of whatever the seller's not willing to pay. Does that sound fair to you? They say yes. And then I follow that up with, you are always going to know before you write an offer on a a house whether or not my full commission is being covered. And that way, it gives you the opportunity to decide whether or not you want to move forward on that house. Or whether or not you want to try and negotiate with the seller to cover my full commission. And they feel more confident in me and my abilities because I'm being transparent with them up front. I want to touch on how important it is also to include that in the cost estimate sheet that you provide to a buyer as well. Mm. So if, if there's a possibility that they might have to pay a difference of a, you know, a half or quarter percent or whatever that is um, that the seller is not able or willing to cover, then that needs to be addressed that always needs to be covered in the cost estimate up front. So they know how much they have to bring to closing.
0: Some people are willing to work for free. I'm not, you're not either. No. I think that's perfect. (laughs) I do have some other questions for you though. Um, You know, one of the things that, that I've had to learn in business is being willing to lose a client. But I'm curious, have you ever had to fire a client? I had to fire a client this week. So it's fresh on my mind.
1: I've had people that just didn't respect my time or spoke to me in ways that I was like, you're not, you're not good. I'm a professional and I'm a human. You don't get to talk to me that way. But this is why we have a buyer consultation meeting up front to decide for the client if they wanna work with me and also for me if I wanna work with the client. Yeah,
0: the best decisions you will ever make in business are not the clients you decide to take, it's the ones you choose not to. Those will be the best decisions because you'll have those ones that you look back on that I knew I shouldn't have taken this client on but I chose to anyway and you will always regret it. Yeah, Listen to that instinct. All right, so when things are busy, How many transactions do you think you can handle at one time without going completely insane?
1: Well, fortunately, we have two transaction coordinators that that work for us. Um, So, I mean, we can easily handle anywhere from five to eight contracts at once. I wouldn't say easily. That's that's a lot for us to handle just the two of us and, and our transaction coordinators. But we try to juggle between five to eight at a time. So
0: what's something that you've learned in this last 10 years of experience that you've changed or something you've learned or even a, a class you've taken that has completely changed or transformed your business uh, that was sort of a, maybe a pivotal moment in your business?
1: Taking the GRI course, honestly, was was awesome. Yeah, I thought for the longest time, I was like, I... I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a long time. I don't <laughs> need the GRI. Well, I took the GRI and every module that I did, I, I learned something more. I-, I left knowing a lot more than I went in with. And your class in particular was really awesome. <laughs> and I I'm not just saying that.
0: Paid sponsorship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was really great. And Dirk and I would talk about it after the class and about what we learned. And we took lots of notes. Um, so it was, it, it was nice you know, as a as a ten year agent, to to be like, oh, there's still a lot I don't know that yeah. I can learn.
0: Uh, so one last thing, you have any good book recommendations for people that are out there checking this out? Are you a reader?
1: I'm an audiobook listener. That Dirk counts. is a reader. That counts. Like, yes.
0: That's um, Tara and I are like that. Like so. She's much more of an audiobook listener I'm more of a reader I've got my uh, new Kindle scribe that she got for me nice. for Christmas actually so
1: yeah I could give several recommendations in fact I think Dirk would probably be able to give you more because he is definitely a reader but we just finished reading um, the power of one more It's okay. a really good book on just business mindset and um, in the first chapter it talk it goes right into talking about, the people that you surround yourself with, and if you are trying to reach 100 degrees, and you are surrounded by people at 75 degrees, you are not going to rise to the level. So, choose your your inner circle carefully, mm-hmm. and choose to be around the people that are emulating the where you want to go in life.
0: Uh, for those that don't know Emily, um, I met Emily through the GRI course. Actually, yeah, um, I was teaching a course; she was in there and specifically buyer broker agreements, I just loved it. It came up, we were talking about it, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit down and let Emily teach (laughs) teach this portion because it was just fantastic, a perfect take on it. I do think it is one of the most crucial things that especially buyer's agents need to be implementing into their practice. But early at that first meeting, it's a perfect opportunity to set the expectations, make it a part of a presentation like you do that gives that opportunity for that buyer to understand your value and, and everything that you're bringing to the transaction. I think it's fantastic. So I had to get Emily to come join me as our first guest on the R-Pro show to come talk about Thank buyer you. broker agreements because we do have one of our first courses we have available at the R-Pro Academy is on buyer broker agreements. One awesome. hour our course, buyer broker agreements, talks about everything that goes into there because it is primarily about compensation, but there's so much more in there as well that we'll, set you apart from those that aren't using it. So definitely check it out.
1: I think just using it in general, it sets you apart and shows that you have a level of professionalism. And if you carry yourself with with an air of professionalism, then the client's gonna respect you for that.
0: 100%. You are a professional, so act like it.
1: That's right. (laughs)